Okay, up day one. Hopefully we can get off to a good start. We got a long way to go. Take it one step at a time. See if we have a good day today. So what are you hoping to get out of Jamie Collins this second time around? Uh, I'm hoping the same thing for every player, that they'll go out there or compete and earn whatever role they earn for the team. I can't control that for anybody. Does he seem different at all coming back after a couple He's seasons? been great. Yeah, James been great. Bill, you have uh, most of the 2018 draft class coming back off of injury. What will the challenge be of introducing those guys, plus so many rookies? You have uh, a lot of players who don't have NFL game experience yet. Yeah, just put them out there, let them compete like they've done all spring, and see how it goes. Bill, I'm curious, we, we asked a little bit of yesterday about um, some of the coaching changes, but as you guys go into this first practice for, for camp, I know you've had many camp practices with this group, but do you guys as a staff have to almost have a pre-practice sort of practice <laughs> in terms of how you're going to run things? Because I know one of the goals is to try to be as efficient as possible at the time. Yeah, we always do that. Yeah, We always try to plan the practices, go through each drill, who's going to how it's going to be run, even if we've done it a hundred times before, we still where it's going to be set up and um, what what one side of the ball is going to do or what the other side of the ball is going to do, just so we're prepared for it. So it's just part of normal preparation. Is that in a meeting room somewhere? Do you anticipate any hiccups when you're actually on the field? If you have it, I assume you're not doing walkthroughs out on the practice field with the staff, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, we've had however many practices it was, ten in the spring. We're doing the same thing today as we did all spring. So, but there's always a few bumps in the road in training camp. That's part of training camp. We have a lot of people. We're doing a lot of different things: eating, sleeping, staying in a hotel, practices, walkthroughs, lifting. So there, there are things to work out with a large group of people. Um, but overall. I think it's run well, and we have a lot of people in the organization that work hard on those operational aspects of it. And you know, I think it goes pretty smooth. I've been in a lot of training camps, but we overall, I think it functions pretty smoothly. It's never perfect, but it's it's functional. So what kind of a role do you envision for Braxton Barrios on this team? Uh, whatever he earns. Slot receivers seem like a likely place for him. <laughs> If he earns it, I don't know. It's the same for every player. They have to earn their whatever role they have on the team, they earn it. I don't tell them what it is. Player has to go out and earn it. Um, did you have any qualms with how the <coughs> Texans pursued Nick Casario this offseason? Yeah, I think that's a that's all water under the bridge. Are you at least pleased to have him back for the season? Yeah, I'm looking forward to having a good day out there on the practice field today and trying to string together throughout the course of camp. That's what we're all here for. Well, is there anything year to year that has changed about your approach to going into training camp? Every year is different. So just got to try to do the best you can each year to maximize whatever, whatever the opportunities are. So every year is different.
But just to follow up on, on Henry's question, do you anticipate Nick having a similar role? We always see him, you know, out there on the field, training camp, mini camp. Um, should we expect a similar role for, for Nick this summer? Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, we we have a number of changes. Have had a number of changes on the staff. Not not everything will be exactly the same as it's been. It's not that way anyway. So, you know, I'm sure a lot of things will be the same. There may be a few differences in. Differences for all of us. There's differences for me. There's differences for other coaches. So, should be a little bit of both. Each year is a little bit different. His experience. He's obviously a receivers coach for a little bit. Um, maybe help in that. I know Joe Judge is, is taking on the receivers coaching responsibilities as well as the special teams abilities. But might Nick's experience in that regard help just as you guys transition? Nick helps in a lot of ways. He has a lot of experience. He I'm sure he does much more than any other personnel person in the league does with his added coaching responsibilities uh, and interaction with the coaching staff. So yeah, he's a great asset in, in a number of areas. But does he, he doesn't technically count as a general manager by league rules. I know there was some, like, you know how they have the, the rules about you can interview someone if they're technically a GM or if they have executive power over the roster, does he have those powers? Look, uh, whatever the rules are, they are. I didn't write them. I don't, you know, whatever they are, they are. Like, titles aren't the most important thing in the world around here to us. Winning is. Does he have executive power over roster decisions? Or is that your power? You know, I have never talked about contracts. I'm not going to start talking about them now. So, I don't know why you would bring it up. There's, there's no clarification. I'm not talking about contracts, period. Players, coaches, or anybody else's. Never have, and I don't, don't plan to. Well, uh, Ty Law's induction into the Pro Football Hall of Fame is coming up, not this weekend, but next weekend. I was wondering if you could just offer a few thoughts about not just his contributions as a Patriot, but you know what really kind of underscores the the importance and the uh, and the worthiness of his uh, selection to the Hall of Fame this year. Yeah, I've talked about Ty a lot. I mean, Ty was a great player for us and a great career. I coached him as a, an assistant coach in '96 and as a head coach when I came back in 2000. So I think he's one of the top players in his position, certainly as good as anybody I've ever coached at that position. I would say, you know, him and Walls. Um, it was the end of Everson's career, so it was a little bit different. Um, and a Minifield's career in Cleveland, too. But, yeah, but he's a great player. He had a great impact on our team and our organization. Um, I don't think we would have had the success we had without him. We would have had success, but um, you know, he was a big part of it. Especially because you know you coached him when you were an assistant briefly, and then he you know he had the years to develop a little bit more. As you came here as head coach and have a player like him in place with some other players that had experience at that time too, as you said, you know you're not sure whether you'd have the same success, but it did. It was helpful, I'm sure, to have a player of his stature and to still be improving on that upward curve as as you came in as head coach. 
Yeah. Well, we had a lot of good young players here in 1996. Uh, it was Brewski's rookie year. Um, and McGinnis was young. Malloy was young. Law was young. Um, McGinnis. And then we added to that. Those guys are still here when I came back. And then, you know, we added the, you know, Bravels and Colvins and Rodney Harrisons and Seymour's and guys like that. So. I mean, look, it's always good to have good players. And he was he was a very good one. Ty was tough. He would tackle. He could play against big receivers. Um, and he was physical against guys that, you know, the Marvin Harrisons of the world that were maybe a little quicker. But, you know, Ty had great instincts and size and playing presence. And you know, he matched up well against those type of players, too, as well as molds and, you know, some of the big guys he covered. What are some of the keys to um, finding your edge within your team, find, you know, making sure they have kind of an edge as each year starts, especially when they're coming off winning a Super Bowl? What are some of the ways you just find that again? Well, every year is its own year, so we start all over again every year. So we don't really worry about last year. Do you reinforce that message every year, or do you think it's obvious by the way you behave and approach things? I think every year is its own year, and you start from scratch, and you build from the bottom up every year. So that's what we're doing. Bill, uh, training camp has changed a lot in the many years you've been in the league. Uh, facilities, I would assume, nicer now than at Bryant College when you were there, let's say, in 96. But uh, two a days in the past, now you guys just have one session. What, did, what do you prefer about training camp today versus, say, 20 years ago? What is harder for you as a coach? Yeah, it's all relative. So we're, we're all playing in the same rules. So we just have to do the best we can to make take advantage of our opportunities and make the most that we can out of the opportunities that we get. So coaches, players, team, everybody would, you know, we're all, every team comes to camp at the same time. Every team has the same amount of preseason games and practices and padded practices and so forth. I mean, it's all standard. So we just have to do the best we can with what our opportunities are. And that's what we'll try to do. I'm sure it's what every other team will do. Let's see where it turns out. In that same light, uh, the NFL has some new player safety rules for camp this year that outlaw certain drills, uh, things maybe designed to protect offensive linemen in particular. Do you think those rules uh, will change much of how you guys conduct training camp? No, I don't think those really affect us um, and what the drills that we've done. Um, but we'll certainly comply with them and you know make sure that there isn't a, an issue, but I, I don't think it will affect us. Um, same thing as we always do. We meet with the officials in the spring. We'll meet with them again in training camp. And they're very good if you have any questions or if you have clips and you send them to them, they'll tell you how the play would be called or ruled. Uh, so <coughs> there's a good line of communication there. You know, they've given us a lot of information. Sure, there'll be questions along the way, but they're always good about answering them and getting right back to you. And um, you know, so we can get on the same page. So we can co coach it properly. You know, we want to coach the play the right way, and in order to do that, we have to understand how it's being officiated. So um, I think you know, there's always a good dialogue with them. I've ever heard of any issues about you know communication or? I mean, you might not like what you hear, but they they're always good about telling you what. 
how it is and what they're how they see it and how they're going to call it. Sometimes they change that, but then they tell you if there's going to be a change. So, you know, we need to understand the rules. The players need to understand them. We need to coach and play technique-wise within that framework. Now that the passing play rule has been finalized, just curious your thoughts on it and the idea that you can challenge penalties now and they can put a penalty on the field. What do you think of those additions now? It don't really matter what I think. It's what the rule is, and we'll. Try to, like I said, understand it, use it, and apply it appropriately. So this is the process of coaching that play or that rule, I guess, um, start now, or will you will yeah. you wait to see how it'll be called when officials come? We're going to coach it based on our understanding of the rule, and then when we practice against Detroit and Tennessee, and the officials are there at those practices, I'm sure they'll we'll communicate with them and they'll tell us what they see. This was a foul. This wasn't a foul. This is okay. That wasn't okay. Um, that's that's part of what training camp's for too, is to take a, a new rule or a new situation like that. You know, last year it was the kickoff rule. Uh, again, it's more than one thing, but that was an example last year of the kickoff rule and kickoff situation of you know, looking through options on that, trying to apply them, and you know, so forth. So, okay, all right. Thank you.